Hi, everyone. This is Heather Welpley. Welcome to Create Your Own Rules for Life. I'm a speaker and award-winning author that works with women to let go of perfect and live their truth. If you're tired of the weight of should and supposed to and want to have more joy and freedom in your life, this podcast is for you. Hello, hello. We are here for part two of how you are performing in your life. First section was all about proving, which we talked about last week. So I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to that one to go back and listen to that one because it provides the background context of what is performing and how do we go from what I call your youthful wildness into the years of performing and then what comes after that, which is the break and then grounded wildness. But I dive into performing and these years of performing and how we go from being kids who don't feel the weight of expectations and rules to teenagers and adults who do feel the weight of those expectations and rules. So I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one. However, if that's just simply not going to happen and you're like, I don't want to listen about proving. I want to dive in right on people-pleasing. Let me first give you just a baseline definition of what performing is. I said this in the last episode. I'm going to say it again. It's a quote from Grounded Wildness that just describes it all. Performing is anything that takes you away from you. It's the front you put on that covers up your true desires and emotions. It's the armor you use to protect yourself from the judgment criticism, and sideways glances that indicate you've broken some unwritten rule about how you are supposed to show up. It's the words, actions, and decisions that feel just a little bit off, even if you can't quite put your finger on why. That's what performing is. And we do it through proving pleasing, perfecting, and rebelling. And that's what we're covering in each one of these sections. Proving last week, pleasing today, perfecting next week, and then finally rebelling. And pleasing is on that conforming side along with proving and perfecting. Like you're trying to reach the standards of these rules. You're trying to live up to the rules that you've been taught. You're trying to conform to the way things are quote unquote, supposed to be the way that you are supposed to be in any area of your life. That's what conforming is and pleasing is a part of that. And that's what we're going to dive into today. And when you essentially, when it comes to conforming, what happens is you have these rules. You're like, I need to conform to them. I need to live up to expectations. I need to be how I'm supposed to be, the shoulds and supposed tos as it relates to how you're supposed to use your voice, how you're supposed to show up, uh, what you're supposed to do in the workplace, what your body's supposed to look like. I mean, just like the list goes on and on and on. And when you don't live up to those standards, you feel badly in some way. And when I say badly, that can take on a whole lot of different tones. Like you might feel behind You might feel like you have to prove yourself. You might feel like you're not worthy. You might feel shame, like something is broken inside you and needs to be fixed. And you can't possibly conform to all these rules, even though people who, there are people who look like they are conforming to these rules, they probably aren't either. And they also feel like they're behind or not good enough or need to prove themselves or 
aren't enough or are too much. And that's why we need to be talking about this because it's all like, that's all really fun, right? When we talk about it that way, (laughs) the weight of all those things I just said, it's not fun. We don't want to be living with that. I don't want to be living with that weight. I don't want to feel like I have to live up to some standard that was just ridiculous to begin with. No, I want to break those rules and I want you to break those rules too. (laughs) And that is why we're here today to bring awareness around how you might be performing in your life so that you can then start to break those rules and start living in grounded wildness, which has been freedom and joy. And yeah, sinking into myself so that I can be grounded and wild at the same time. All of that. So pleasing, specifically pleasing. Common one comes up a lot when I do speaking engagements, when I talk about pleasing and creating your own rules for success or discovering your authentic voice. People definitely resonate with people pleasing. Interestingly, for a long time, I did not think of myself as a people pleaser at all. Like I didn't always follow the traditional path. Like I didn't, it wasn't like I was like, oh, my parents said I had to do this thing for work. I have to go do this thing. Or this is, I, you know, society tells me I should be married or engaged or in a serious relationship in my 20s. I should be having kids by my 30s, da, 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 da. I didn't do those things. I didn't follow a lot of the the rules from a like big picture life perspective. I followed a lot of my own path. And also I had terrible boundaries, which is a like part of being a people pleaser is terrible boundaries. But I never thought of myself as a doormat. And I I wasn't a doormat when it came to values, when it came to um, standing up for myself in other ways. I was not a doormat, but when it came to like boundaries and saying no and standing up for myself to have better work-life balance, terrible, terrible in that, in that area. But I just didn't think of myself as a doormat, which was somehow in my mind connected to being a people pleaser was like, you kind of just do what other people want of you for you all of the time. And that didn't fit me. But when I started digging into it, I realized that there was a lot more going on for me. Like that people pleasing was showing up in different ways. Maybe not these stereotypical ways that I'd seen in the media or somehow what I thought a people pleaser was, but there was some deeper stuff going on. And I want to talk about that today, um, as well as some of the more common ways that people pleasing shows up, because I don't think we always think about this deeper way. So for me, it came down to really two basic deep level fears, like what will they think? And even more so, how will they feel? What will they think and how will they feel? And all of the behaviors that show up on the other side of these spheres, or maybe I should say like 98%, because there's some, you know, emotional intelligence, others awareness of like, oh, how is what I'm doing going to impact others? That is not what I'm talking about here. <laughs> that is a helpful question to be aware of. How does what I say? How is that going to impact others? Maybe I should think about that. That is healthy. That is good, but not like the, with all of these things, like there's a line that's good. And then you cross over to that line and you're performing. You cross over that line and suddenly you're not just having awareness of others, but you are pleasing others. 
you're letting those fears either stand in the way of taking action. Or in my case, I typically took action, but then the feelings that came after that action, not fun. Like a lot of fear, a lot of worry. And I felt that like deeply in the aftermath of taking taking action that was like against the people-pleasing rules. So I'd take action against the people-pleasing rules and then they would show up afterwards and be very worrying and stressful. So I want to give you a specific example of this because this is often how this shows up in my life is like I take the action and then all the fears and everything show up after I take the action. (laughs) Some of it's before, but like 80 or 90% of it for me is after. So example was writing Grounded Wildness. When I wrote the book, like that book came from my soul. (laughs) That book came from my soul without a doubt. Like there was no pleasing or any kind of performing that went into the writing of Grounded Wildness. It was just flowing through me. I wasn't worried about what people might think. I was just like, what is my truth? What is the truth? What are the messages that I feel like are important to get across? Like what has been life-changing for me that may help or make a difference to someone else that I need to get out into that world? Like the why around this was really big and it just all felt like truth. So no performing, no pleasing, all good. But after I wrote it, before publishing it, like in this interim period that I am in right now, after I wrote it, I was like, oh crap, what are people going to think about this? What are people going to think about this? And I had a couple of different groups that I worried about specifically. Like, you know, I talk in the book about how my years in corporate America were a slow walk away from myself. And that's true. And what was also true is that I had a lot of great experiences. I worked with really good people and I had fantastic managers, like fantastic managers all throughout my 10 years in corporate. And I was like, well, I don't want them to think that like if they read this, that somehow they did something wrong or that they weren't a great manager because they were a great manager or like these people that I worked with who had no idea that I was feeling any of this or thinking any of this part of that was the pleasing. I hid all of that. I hid all that truth from them, but I worried about like what they might think or what they might feel reading it. Less so think about me. I was less concerned about what they would think about me and more concerned about the impact on them simply by sharing my truth and what was real to me. I've worried about that a lot because I've worked with such great people and I don't want any of them to feel badly about anything. And then the other one is like friends and family who, again, maybe maybe I didn't share some of the inner depth of my experience at the time I was going through it, or I don't want them to take on some of the responsibility of what my experience was, even though it had nothing to do with them. I was pleasing or this worrying of pleasing of like, I need to protect them from my truth or from my feelings or from what's really going on. And because how will they feel about it or what will they think about all of this truth and the way that I'm sharing it. And yeah, those were some of the ways and that that pleasing showed up. Or I also talk a lot more in this book. My first book, Overachiever's Guide to Breaking the Rules, was, in my opinion, not particularly intersectional and in that like I address gender and kind of general cultural expectations. 
but I did not talk about race or any other intersectionalities or that like different rules impact different people differently because of discrimination and racism and and experiences. And I wanted to correct that and grounded wildness. And I'm sure there will be people who read it and feel like either I didn't talk about it enough or I talked about it too much or I talked about it incorrectly. And, you know, thinking about that, I would say I'm less worried about that, but the thought is there. The thought is there. I knew I needed to speak up about it. It needed to be intersectional. I would not have felt good about just ignoring particularly race um, in this book because it's it's not the same. The rules are not the same for everyone. And yet I know that I'm likely opening myself up for more potential criticism by even mentioning it in the first place. And I'm good with that. And it's still there. It's something I think about a little bit. The first two are really the deeper fears. And the third one is more like, nope, that's just worth it. (laughs) And I'm opening myself up, but it's there. The fact that I'm even thinking about it is around this pleasing. And so, yeah, like I did the thing. I wrote the book. I'm publishing the book. I'm putting it out there. But there have been legitimate times in the past like nine months, because that's really the time period that a few other people have read it. Um, and as it's gotten closer, it's like, oh my God, do I really, do I really want people to read this? Do I really want to go through what people might feel about this? Like, do I want that? And that's just pleasing fears showing up. That is performing. That is not my truth. Cause my truth is that, yes, I want this book to be published, I want this book to be published because I think there are things that are important in it that could impact you in a way that is deep and changing and not just you as an individual, but collectively. And I want to build and be part of a community of women living in grounded wildness, this grounded wildness community of all of us challenging these rules and living in a different way and breaking them down for you as a person and broader than you as well. And that is all a million bazillion times bigger than any of the fears, but those fears are still there. And wouldn't it be nice if they just weren't there? (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if like, or they were taken down by 90% maybe? And that's the fears of pleasing, the fears of pleasing. So for me, it's not so much about actual pleasing. It's because I'm breaking the rules that I was taught about pleasing and it's impacting me. The breaking of them is impacting me. I also know personally that two months after Grounded Wildness is out, I won't be worrying about any of this anymore because it'll be out there and people will have read it and done and gone and moving on. (laughs) And so I won't feel that way. And actually there's a a whole lot of freedom that comes from sharing your truth. And I am anxiously awaiting that freedom, but I am not in it right now because it's not out yet. (laughs) It's not out yet. But I want you to think about for you, like, does pleasing stop you from doing the thing? Or do you do the thing, You, but it's breaking the rules of pleasing, and then does it impact how you feel about it during or after? And I fall more into that second category, but a lot of people fall into the first category or a combination of both. And it is exhausting. It's exhausting to follow these people-pleasing rules, or even if you are challenging them and you are breaking them, but then they cause you to stress and worry afterwards. It's all exhausting. And I want to help bring some awareness to how you might be pleasing in ways that maybe you've already thought of, maybe you haven't thought of. 
So we can start to dissect some of these rules and really get on the other side of them. And whereas proving, I feel like I am on the other side of the proving rules. They still show up every once in a while, but like, you know, I talked about having to prove my worth through achievement and my body and desirability and blah, 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 all these things. I really don't feel that anymore. I don't feel like I have to prove it. I feel like I am desirable just the way I am. I feel like I am worthy just the way I am. I feel like I can work, but from a place of grounded ambition and grounded confidence and from a place of worthiness of not having to prove myself. So I'm on the other side of that. I am on the other side of that. That was like a one-way door that I'm not walking back through. Pleasing, on the other hand, I'm still unraveling. I'm still unraveling. I've let go of a lot of it. And I think this is where it comes in of like breaking the rules, but then how you feel about after you break the rules. And I've thought about this recently. And I think part of the reason I'm still unraveling, part of the reason that it is, it's still there a little bit for me is because pleasing relates to other people. And if you are in any type of relationship, so that's a work relationship, family relationship, partner relationship, friend relationship, where pleasing has been a component It has been a pattern in your relationship. You pleasing has been a pattern in your relationship. Then it's not just about you breaking the rules and stopping pleasing. It is about rewriting the rules of the relationship. And I think that just takes more time. It takes more effort. It's harder. It's more vulnerable. It is um, other people are involved. So it's not just you. Other people are involved versus proving is a really internal game. Proving is a really internal game. And pleasing involves relationships and patterns and rewriting the ways you've been operating and how you've been interacting with people, maybe for your whole life. And I think that for me is why it's I'm still working on this, still working on unraveling. So that's some of my story. Um, I want to do point out though, there's like other ways that people pleasing, pleasing can show up. So Some of those like common rules that we talk about are like, I can't disappoint anyone. I can't make anyone upset. I always have to be helpful. I have to be there for others. I have to take care of everyone. I have to be responsible for everyone. Keep everyone happy, da-da-da, like all of those feelings. And of course, just listening to them, those can lead to making, setting boundaries really hard, make saying no really hard. Like you say yes to everything. You show up at an event that you don't actually want to be at, and then you feel resentful, but you felt like you had to say yes and (laughs) all of these things. And like this role, this pleasing part is quite gendered. So you might just think that this is what it means to be a good person. You show up for people all the time. You say yes to everything. You don't disappoint them. You take care of everyone. But in reality, this is super gendered. This is part of the role that we're handed about not just what it means to be a good person, but to be a good girl and a good woman. So real gendered here in this category. Um, It can show up with like feeling like you have to be polite or be nice or proper or, you know, kind of hold back your voice to say the right thing or that you shouldn't be too demanding. You should just nod and go along, shouldn't rock the boat too much. That can be on behalf of yourself. That can be on behalf of issues bigger than you. I mean, just anything. All of those feelings are related to pleasing. And they are a way of performing because every single one of the things I'm talking about here takes you away from you. 
And that's, again, that definition of performing is anything that takes you away from you. So where are you pleasing in your life? Where are you pleasing in your life? How does that type of performing show up for you? Where do you feel like you need to please others in order to make them happy, in order to reach some expectation or standard you're handed? How does pleasing show up for that? Where are you putting yourself or sorry, others ahead of what you desire all the time, all the time? Where are you constantly putting others ahead of you? These are all ways of pleasing. So think about it. Ask yourself the question, no judgment, only curiosity, and just start noticing. Start noticing the performing because once you notice it, then you can break it. Then you can make a choice. But if you don't even know that it's going on, you don't even have a choice to be made. Like the choice is not in front of you because you don't know what's going on. So that, my friends, is pleasing. Next week, we will talk be talking about perfecting, which is another big one. And then the last installment will be around rebelling, which is so interesting and a different, whole different way to think about performing and still real for, for a lot of people or maybe even in certain parts of your life and certain ways that you show up. So really interesting, perfecting next week, then rebelling. And then I promise we will be talking about how to break free from all of this. And this is all what's in grounded wildness as well. This is like the base, kind of what I'm talking about here over these four weeks of how you're performing. These are the questions to ask ourselves and and the base information. But then it's really about the freedom on the other side. It's really about how do you break free from these rules and start living in grounded wildness? How do you Get grounded and wild so that you can let go of that weight of should and supposed so you can stop swimming upstream against who you are and just settle into yourself. Use your voice, follow your path, be bold, be you, all of those things. So Grounded Wellness is available for pre-sale now. And even if you're listening to this later, it'll be available on my website, heatherwopley.com backslash groundedwildness. And later it'll be on Amazon and all the places as well. But for pre-sale signed hardcover copies, and my website will be the only place you can ever get signed hardcover copies, heatherwellplay.com backslash ground of wildness. We'll put the link in the show notes and yeah, go get it now and be part of be part of this grounded wildness community. Like I am excited for this. Grounded wildness is more than a book. It's all of us. It's all of us in this together breaking the rules with purpose, supporting each other in doing that, supporting each other in our freedom. It's a community and it's a movement. And yeah, the book is the first step, but it's not the only step. You'll be seeing more coming from me and places that you can connect with each other in a more real-time way so that we can create this grounded wildness community together. Because I know I need community. I need people reminding me to break the rules and listen to my own voice over to others' voices to stop performing, to stop pleasing, perfecting, and proving, and listen to myself and my own truth and to break those rules for freedom and impact and joy. So yeah, lots of really, really fun things coming up. 
So go get the book and take that step one to becoming part of the community and living for yourself in grounded wildness. Bye. If you'd like to learn more about my book or hire me as a speaker for your next event, head over to heatherwelderly.com. And if you liked this episode, rate it and share it with your people. Until next time, keep speaking up, living your truth, and changing the world.